Blog Talk Radio. Collectively Rewilding is an online forum for learning, sharing, and teaching the skills needed to enhance our experience in the natural world. We're looking for the best mentors, guides, and instructors who can teach a variety of natural skill sets. If you've got something to share, we have the platform to help you make a difference for free. If you are more interested in learning and expanding your abilities in nature, please join us as a member to explore the world of rewilding. Join us at www.collectivelyrewilding.com today. We talk a lot about the kingdom here, and we talk a lot about what most churches are afraid to talk about or don't even know to talk about, which is what the first century church was really doing. But just talking about it is not enough. We encourage everybody to join us uh, in their local neighborhoods, in their local communities, to find out more about what they can do to seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Gather with others who are already starting this road or starting to turn around and do things differently. Join us on thelivingnetwork.org or at hisholychurch.org. Go to the network links or go to preparingyou.com. Join the network there. It's all the same, and we'll try to hook you up with people in your local area. They will not be perfect. They don't walk on water. They are not necessarily saints, but they are talking about seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And join us on Facebook, facebook.com, his holy church, all one word. Join us there. We'll give you updates so you can start doing some studying and thinking about these things and start looking into these things for yourselves. But it's just not enough to sit and listen or to talk about or to say. You must become a doer of the word. Food waste is one of the most easily solvable problems, literally the low-hanging fruit of environmentalism. Pardon the pun, it's my job. About 20% of all produce never makes it off the farm. It's because they just look a little funny, a little weird, but when you cut into it, it's perfectly good food. It's just a total shame. It's totally good stuff. We buy ugly produce directly from farms that often would go to waste because supermarkets won't buy it because of how it looks, and we deliver it to people's doors. This isn't that ugly at all. Like, that's the most common first box, like, complaint we get. We change that. We educate people. We show them how amazing these fruits and vegetables are. Have food delivered to your house. Box of produce every week. And it's more affordable. At a very reasonable price. Cheaper than the grocery store. I spend a lot less time in grocery stores. It's an adventure every time that you open your box. High-quality produce. There's nothing wrong with the produce. And they taste exactly the same. It's not better. Save those fruits and vegetables that get wasted every year. And it's delivered to your door, like, but what you why wouldn't you do? Why wouldn't you do? Please go to our website, freedomizerradio.live, and sign up for Imperfect Foods today. Use our promo code and get money off your first order. 
Go ahead and get some organic and all-natural meats, dairy, snacks, breads, and non-GMO produce. Hello to all you something duckers out there. The CEO of Lies Maker demanded I shoot a holiday video. We need to promote everyone get their Lies Maker boosters every week. All you nimwits and rubes just keep taking it. But Mr. G, Lobolus wants me to be nicer to you since this will be your last holiday season on Earth. By the way we now have the suicide pods available for rental. Before you enjoy your last breath in a suicide pod, we need you scalawags to get tested for COVID. You must be completely up to date on your vaccine passport. Absolutely no exceptions. When you step into the suicide pod, we do not want you to catch COVID. You must also wear at least 5 scams on your face, with a minimum of 2 of your scams being an N95. After you take a final breath on Earth, we will give you another COVID test. Both before and after your trip to the suicide pod, you will be required to go through the TSI naked body scan. We need to make sure we're not hiding any ivermectin, Federal Reserve notes, or carbon inside your person. For all we know you could be a something ducker that likes to hide Nuremberg code inside your junk. We need to keep you comfortable and safe. Also please remember, when your person turns to ashes and dust, please do make sure you are still keeping with local social distancing guidelines. You must still keep your ashes six feet away from the previous customer. If you refuse to get in the suicide pod, we will take it to the local FEMA camp. That is all on have a holiday season. Okay, class, class, we want to talk about what we learned during the lockdown. The first question is, what did we learn during the quarantine, kids? Susie, that government overreach is real. What about you, Johnny? We went from home of the brave to home of the government slave. And you, Michael? We need to refresh the tree of liberty. What about you, Diane? So many sheep are willing to give up their rights because of a little fear. Very good, class. Hello, Freedomizers. I am Broccoli Man. When I am not fighting crime, I listen to the Proof Negative radio show. I am the Wire Ripper. Not only do I forbid you to listen to Freedomizer radio and the Proof Negative radio show, I am going to demand you wear a mask and get your naked body scan. We need to protect the one world government. You getting the real information hurts a crime syndicate. Do not listen to Proof Negative. You must now disrobe this instant so I can check your person for a constitution or cash money. Anyway, listen to Proof Negative on Freedomizer Radio. Weeknights 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern. 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Freedomizerradio.com Now, let's get back to the Proof Negative show here on Freedomizer Radio. 
Welcome to the Proof Negative Radio Show right here on freedomizerradio.com. Now sit back and enjoy the show.
Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to another great night here on Freedomizer Radio. Of course, I'm your host, Proof Negative, the big kahuna here on Freedomizer. I want to thank everybody so much for finding us today. Today is Tuesday, so we'll have Adrian joining us here in just a moment. And if you out there in Radio Land, you have anything you want to share tonight, the number here is 319-527-6208. And just press lucky number one on your phone, and I will bring you into the conversation. Let's go ahead and bring Adrian in here before it gets too late here. So, Adrian, welcome in. Hey, Proof, how are you doing? Sorry, that went off a little late there, but welcome back. By the way, happy birthday. Thank you. How are you doing? I don't know what you're I don't know what you're doing to celebrate, but I was offering to uh, to do a half a show tonight if you want so that you could handle business if you want. Okay, what how are you thinking of wrapping up tonight? Uh, in an hour and 15 minutes, hour and a half, somewhere around there. Okay, yeah, whatever you'd like to do. Well, I don't want you to have to work on your birthday if you don't want to, so I'm okay with that. What have you been up to since the last time we talked? Uh, let's see, last two, last Thursday I voted for for Trump in the primary and the caucus. Oh, yeah, you guys have the weird thing going on over there with the caucus. Explain that again. Yeah, it's kind of weird that Nevada, by, by state law, I guess, they had to have a primary. So anyone that was in the primary is not eligible to be in the caucus. And so Nikki Haley left herself in the primary. And she admitted openly she has no care in the world about what happens in Nevada. She's not focused on Nevada regardless. So when it came time to vote, none of the above beat her Let's just say none of the above beat that ass. (laughs) Trump obviously won that. So what are people saying in your town? Is there a town, a conservative town? Like, do you meet a lot of conservatives? The caucus, you went in there and voted. And the the poll was open from 5 to 7.30. We got there right at 5. We waited in line maybe an hour and 15 minutes. When we left the building at about 6.20, the line was all the way around the, the school. And it became a big thing. So everybody was trying to go after they got off work. I was surprised how many people came out to vote for Trump, actually. 
Is it how did, does your city usually vote? Is it usually blue? Not necessarily. It's a popularity contest here, so it's about as purple as you can get normally. But I heard people in line all over the place saying that they can't believe that they, they, they voted Democrat their whole life and they just can't anymore. I heard that a lot. So, like, are you seeing a lot of signs up there, like, for certain candidates, for all of them, more of one candidate? Trump only. That's all I see. Everybody knows now, basically, that they're going to try the Brandon switcheroo thing. They 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 were trying to get Brand they were trying to get Brandon to the Democrat National Convention, but now they don't think he's going to make it. To so they're so they're trying to brush up on Kamala to uh, she'll have to take over for a little bit, and then you have Big Mike or or Governor Gruesome. And I don't think I don't think Governor Gruesome has a chance. I don't think Gretchen Whitmer, if they use her as a vice president, is gonna make a difference. Big Mike might 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 get some of the Democratic uh people that left the Democrat Party, they might come back to the plantation because they don't know any better. But that's their only hope. But the only thing is is that Michael Robinson Obama is a nice lady, and, and he doesn't he doesn't want the job. It's not because he he wants more offered or anything like that. Big Mike just wants to be in public when, when he wants to be in public. He doesn't want to be heavily scrutinized. And Big Mike probably doesn't want to answer the question uh, of what gender they is. So uh, Big Mike's not interested, and that, that's the whole thing right now, keeping the, uh, keeping the, the election from moving forward. Because if they knew that Big Mike was interested, their, their whole plan would already be coming to fruition. You mean like Michelle Obama? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Michael Robinson really Obama, right. Michelle Obama yeah. is a man? Yeah. Oh, I Wait, don't know you really one way do? or the other. I just think it's funny. <laughs> I honestly don't know. I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm, I'm, not, uh, I, I'm not going to speculate. I just know that he's a very nice lady, and I remember when they was on the Ellen show and big Mike was sloshing that that's all I know. You've never seen that clip. I told you I have a friend that thinks that Taylor Swift is debatably a man. I think she's pretty convinced. 
I don't know about that. Yeah, I'm not really leaning one way or the other on even one of those. If you have not seen this clip, I'm going to show you real quick. <laughs> if you can watch this, and I'm going to talk for a quick second while you watch that. And you can you can let me know if they was sloshing that day. Okay, I'm going to watch it right now. Yeah. Yeah, this I want to hear. So, anyway, so Congress did a random act of winning today. Uh, the the person that's in charge of the border, Mayorkas, he finally got impeached. So they had a vote of no confidence. <laughs> it was by one vote. It was basically uh, straight down the party line. (laughs) Although there's a couple people that appear to be missing from what I gather. So on the other hand, the Senate bill, the bill that originally just last week tried to tie... (laughs) the border security bill to funding Israel, Gaza, Taiwan, and the Ukraine that Congress said they will not even vote on because it's garbage. The Senate Republicans came back and said, well, what if we do the only thing that, that the American public is interested in, and that's border security? What if we take that off the table, and instead we have strictly funding other nations, and if Trump does not like it and he strikes it down, then he's automatically impeached, end of story. So they thought that they can vote on that Super Bowl Sunday while the big football game is going on. And they they called every Democrat and rhino in session so they could vote on this garbage. And then once again, Congress said they're not even going to bring it to the floor because it's a garbage bill. So ain't that some S. They, They hate you. They hate us. Well, let's see. The American public is really demanding border security. So why don't we remove that from the bill? Just have foreign spending. And if Trump doesn't like it, then we'll just get rid of Trump. And let's vote on that. Now, that's exactly what happened. And if you if you think that I'm, I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm just not sharing it right. That is what it is. It's exactly it. You have Matt Gates, you have J.D. Vance, you have others. Uh, Rand Paul was speaking on it yesterday. And people are, are rightfully pissed. Adrian, you back yet? Yes, I'm back. 
and okay. I had to watch it like three times. I'm gonna have to watch it again after the show. I'm questioning now, but I mean, I don't know if like that was just like folding of the pants or if there was swatching going on. Well, I'll let you uh, I'll let you see for yourself, but that uh, I'll, there's many millions of people that. That is one of the main reasons as to why that particular person is called Michael Robinson Obama. Sold one way or the other. I'm going to have to watch a lot of videos now. Yeah. All right. So what's on your radar right now? Earlier, I was doing some, like, I was just doing, like, medical research, and I just do that for fun sometimes. I did not watch one iota of the stupid bowl on Sunday. I'll tell you that. I got held up by a voter the other day, and and she was just talking to me about, like, she was really going on, like, a very large, you know, QAnon feel, and that Joe Biden was buried in January, and that... Donald Trump is still the president. It was like, it was a lot going on there. Talk to me. I I don't quite get it. So this voter, like, was talking to me. And she was telling, like, she was, I guess she was, a, like, a, like a, she was, like, a QAnon type. Mm-hmm. And she said that Joe, you know, like, she said Joe Biden passed away in January and that Donald Trump is still the president. And it was, like, she was talking to me about Q drops. Whatever a Q drop is, have you have you encountered this before? Like Q and on. Yeah, I guess I really haven't paid attention. I I don't believe any of that. I, I'm not a Q person. Yeah, I really didn't understand the Q drop thing. I guess that's like a thing that they do. I never personally got into the Q anon whatever that was that was going on. Mm-hmm. No, I never really paid attention to it. Neither did I, so I was like very confused.
I, I know there might be some stunt doubles of Brandon, but uh, as far as if he died yet already, I, I, I'm not going to co-sign on that just yet. Yeah, I don't know why people would think that. Maybe they're hoping, but yeah, I, I don't think as bad as Brandon is, I don't think you could even fake that. All right, what else did is there Did you ever watch here? the presidential debates? What, oh, what's that? No, uh, did I watch any presidential debate? Which one? No. Oh, no. Like, when you watch the presidential debates now and then back, like, when it was, what, was it Kennedy and Nixon? Like, they, like I think that one, like, and then just around those times um, for the debates, like, we spoke, They all the candidates spoke way differently. And behaved way differently than they do now. Still a debate, but it wasn't. Well, the, the Nixon and Kennedy debate that, that one that one was uh, it was famous because they they agreed on a lot of stuff. I don't know if you ever watched it. I haven't watched the whole thing. I have it saved, but I was noticing they speak way differently than the candidates now and behave way differently. They don't, it's not like a high school, it's like circus. Other than that, the first debates I ever watched was uh, Bill Clinton and George Bush and Ross Perot. Does it ever snow in your city? Yeah, it snowed. Uh, when I was in the hospital last last year, uh, I was in the last week of February. It snowed almost every day, I think, while I was in the hospital. Okay, that's it crazy. Snowed, it snowed down the street from me, but not uh, not here at my house, but it snowed down the street. I was in New Mexico the other day, and it was snowing there. And I didn't even know that it snowed anywhere over there. And it's interesting. Um, it was really interesting, like an aesthetic, like scenery. I was just, I just, I was surprised that it snows in those areas. Are you still in Texas? I am currently, yes. And we visited Roswell in New Mexico over the weekend. Let's see. What else do we want to get into here? Proof, do you believe in aliens? We went to go see Roswell. Uh, I'll just put it this way. I think it's kind of silly to think that Earth is the only place in the in the history of the galaxy that has life on it. 
Oh, that's what I wanted to go into today. I knew there was something. I had to check this. But go ahead. If you if you want to talk about aliens for a second, I want to show you an article that I want to discuss right now. But you can go first. What was that? I said go first with the aliens, and I have an article I want to discuss after that I just mentioned. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I uh, would have to touch the alien. I'm not I, – I just would have to grab the alien's face and make sure that's real. There's a Democrat from California, and, and just knowing the subject matter, you'll probably understand why it was a Democrat from California. But you have a uh, – a, what is it? A state senator that wants to establish California having a $50 an hour minimum wage because the prices are too high and that people making $20 an hour can't afford stuff. $50 an hour it is. I guess that's going to solve everything. So what do you think? Are you going to move to California so you can get minimum wage at uh, at, at $50 an hour? I mean, has this passed? No, she introduced it, though, today. That is crazy. Today or yesterday. So they already started. This passed uh, as of the first of the year. Fast food employees' minimum wage is $20 an hour in California. Have they thought about cutting taxes? No, no. They need more taxes so that they could spend more money. And then they give you crumbs, and then they could tax you even more. So everybody can make $50 an hour, but your taxes are going to go up three times as much. I wonder what the average property tax is over there. Uh, I don't want to speculate, but I think it depends on what town you're in. I know Orange County, if I remember right is the most expensive in California. And I think it's the third or fourth most expensive in the United States. Could be as low as fifth, but I know there's Nassau and Suffolk counties in Long Island that are that are one and two. And then there's San Francisco and there's Honolulu, Hawaii. And then L.A. is somewhere in there. Those are the top five. I don't know in what order it is anymore. But that's the most expensive. I heard a lot of people were leaving California because of all the new taxes and raising of excess taxes. Well, it's not just taxes, it's the the banning of stuff. People don't want to be over-governed. And the thing is, is that if, if, uh, if Governor Gruesome runs, he's going to get votes just because he's Democrat. And you'll have people that left California because of the communistic policies, and they're going to vote for him in whatever state, uh, state that they move to. 
because you're a Democrat first and uh, you complain after. It's crazy. But that's how you're going to have millions of people. That That's why when all these people were leaving California and they were going on the Tucker Carlson show and all these other places, they say, we don't care if these people leave California because they're going to bring their voting habits with them and then we'll have a a Democrat stronghold across the world be, or across the United States because they're going to leave here, but they're going to go vote Democrat in other states where normally they would not have a, a Democrat win. So that, that that's how they game play it. They don't care. Kind of sad, but that's how it is. Yeah, somehow these people think if they vote Democrat someplace else that it, it's magically going to get better. I don't know if you still talk to people in, in regards to the election and stuff, but you're still you're gonna have people that might not admit the voting for Brandon, but they they'll still vote for him at the end of the day. I mean, uh, I have, voting for I have people say they are voting for him, like they are voting for him, and like on the calls say, like like I mean, they're non bothered saying that they voted for him and not. You know, you know, some survey questions, do you think he's doing a good job? And they'll say, yeah, I think he's doing a good job. Or, Oh, I think it's hilarious. I've heard people say, yeah, Brandon sucks, but I have to vote for him in 2024. Because if not, then we'll have Trump. They'll tell you he sucks. Orange man bad. Can you imagine? This guy's the worst president ever, but we have to reelect him because we, we can't have Trump. Man, that that is some. Um, uh, I don't necessarily want to say gas. Well, they're gaslighting themselves. And I, I can't imagine what would happen if. If there's a $50 an hour minimum wage, these people must think that, well, if we just raise everybody's wages, that every other bill in the world is going to stand still, that people will just make twice as much money or three times as much money, and and everybody will get to pay their bills and live happily ever after. That's what these people think. There's no... There's no rationale or or a thought process that if everybody makes $50 an hour, that every bill will triple. They must think that everybody's just going to, just like when they say, we have to tax the rich. 
And as much as I would like to see the rich, quote unquote, the rich pay more, all that happens if you're a business owner and you're told that you have to pay more in taxes, all they have to do is raise their prices and make you pay for it. If if the, if you're if they're told that if you're you're the owner of BlackRock and you have to you have to pay 10% of your salary in tax that you never had to pay before, well guess what? He's going to raise his prices up 15% to cover any extra taxes. And if not, then he'll just get extra profit. So it doesn't work. When you say tax the rich, he's not going to say, well, darn it, I'm losing 10% of my salary. Whatever am I going to do? And they're not going to say, man, it's great that I get to pay an extra 10% of what I own, even though I own 70% of the world's wealth. That's not how they operate. If they own... 4,812 different businesses and they have to pay 10% more, then everything gets raised 15%. And then not just that, every other person that owns a business will raise their prices up 15%. Whether to cover the cost affiliated with the, the person that originally raised their price or because they can. If they see that Product A went from being sold for $70 and now it's $100. Their competitor that was selling it at $75 can now raise their price to $95 and they're still $5 cheaper than the, than the other one. They're not just going to keep their price down because they didn't have to pay the extra tax. That, that's not how it works. And then everybody pays it. The 1% of the 1% are not going to pay a tax like that. that. That's for us. So when people say the rich need to pay their fair share, whether we believe that or not, it's not going to happen in the world that we live in. It, it, we're not set up like that. can happen. It, it, the way our tax system is set up, it, it's not possible. And... You're, you're not going to have Larry Fink, the CEO from BlackRock, just all of a sudden decide that it, it's going to be fair if he pays 10% of his salary to tax. It's not possible. If you had anything you want to share. Oh, okay. I think that accountability is possible. It's just going to take a lot of public effort. Uh, the only way to make it accountable is boycotting the products, and people have not shown. While they'll boycott certain products like Bud Light, they're, they're, there's things that, that people will not boycott. BlackRock has not been harmed, especially when they own 70% of the world's businesses. And they have 70% of the world's wealth. 
Larry Fink from BlackRock is is probably the most. Uh, his money means the most out of anyone else because he owns most of it. He makes the world go round because of of how he he has he he has his hands in so many different businesses and funds everything. Yeah, someone was talking to me about med beds the other day. I still haven't researched them. Um, I am going to look them up, and we can talk about them. I don't know if you've ever heard about them. Med oh. beds. No. It was, I don't know. I guess that's something we can do. Um, um, we have not. Go ahead. Oh. I have a friend that is running for office in Kentucky that would like to come on. Okay. Yeah, we could take a call. That'd be fine. Okay, he should be joining soon, and it should be a number starting with eight. All right. All right. Let's see. We probably have time to sneak one in here. I'm right. seeing. We'll a, uh, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to try and sneak a broccoli man in while we're waiting. Okay. You could do that. All right, so this one features liberal person, and this is called Doing What It Takes. So for those of you who have never seen the cartoon, if you go to rumble.com, you'll see a bunch of Broccoli Man videos. Just look up Broccoli Man, and uh, this week's is Doing What It Takes. So when you're ready, I'll get started. Okay, I'm ready. All right, so we'll count it down. Three, two, one, action. Another day here saving kids from illegals doing some child trafficking. Some illegals shot at police in New York City. They arrested the guy that shot the cop. Then an hour later they let him out of jail with no charges. Then they try to gaslight us and say that it is all because of we are racist. In what country is it okay for someone to shoot at the police and they are not supposed to get arrested? This president is too much of a globalist to close the border. Many people say he is getting paid by the drug cartels to not do anything. 
now they are trying to say it is climate change is the number one reason why they are coming in here now at about a half million people a month. Brandon thinks he can also blame Trump for the illegals coming here by 20,000 a day for the past two years. Did Brandon forget he was supposed to be the president? Hey broccoli person, I hate you so much. You are such racist for saying that Brandon is not securing the border. The border is the most secure American border in American history. It's just that you Trump supporting racists do not want to give Brandon any credit. In the history of America, we never had over 20,000 illegals in a day come into our country every single day. We give them all $5,000 in prepaid Visa gift cards so they can have spending money. Some people even admit to going across the border two to five times a month just to get the free money we the USA taxpayer is giving them. That is their right to get that money. It is not their fault that they do not have a job. It is the Trump supporters' faults why they are not having jobs. Really? Did we tell them all to come up here? Yes, it is Trump's fault, and you Trump supporters. That is why all the illegals have on shirts that say let me in Brandon. What about in San Diego where in just one week, criminals from 73 different countries were found crossing the border? That includes people on the top terror watch lists. You know who was the biggest problems on the terror watch lists? Something that cares like you who believe in God have guns and do not let anyone have abortions after the babies are born. You MAGA Republicans are too extreme. This I want to hear. So people that believe in God and do not kill people or commit any crimes, are bigger terror threats than people on terror watch lists and actually do kill people? Yes, because your rhetoric causes more suicides than anyone else. Every 45 seconds, a trans person across the world commits suicide because they are depressed over having people that support Trump and our population. I am a trans vegan that hate MAGA extreme Republicans and supports the current thing. If you are depressed because people do not think exactly like you, that is completely your choice. Liberals like yourself need to learn how to stop playing the victim card whenever the opportunity comes up. You look like LeBron James when he flops when someone brushes by him trying to pick up some free throw shots. You are only saying that because you speak English and are too cisgendered. Only fools do not vote Democrat. You don't care about policies. Because nothing Brandon is doing for our country helps Americans. I do not care about policies. I am a communist that believes we should all eat Z-bugs and owns nothing. I hate every single thing that America stands for. If you hate Amerxa so much, then why do you still live there? Bruh. You are legally allowed to pack up your ish and go move to Cuba. Why are you still here? Do you need help packing your U-Haul? That is none of your business. I can live anywhere I want. You are here ruining my lifestyle by voting Republican. Maybe you should be the one moving to Russia. That is very laughable, considering that I never said anything bad about this country. You constantly complain about the United States and love communism. So, 
instead of forcing most of the population to believe and live the life you want, why don't you move to a country that loves when people stand in line for bread and is not allowed to complain about the government running your every move? If Trump is president again, we will have a fascist president. He will not force anyone to wear scams on their face. He will not force everyone to get gene therapies. He will not let me use the ladies' restroom and will not allow us to have abortions after the baby is born. That is way too extreme and infringes on our rights. Well, if you were born a man, you should be using the men's restroom. Where does it say that? It says it in big letters with a picture. On the door. Huh? That was genderist. You need to quit being a transphobe. The truth hurts. And I am not apologizing. You need to quit being a truthphobe. You are just upset because we are trying to arrest Trump so he cannot cheat and win the election. Oh wow that is what you call it? Okay then maybe you are right. How about we go to paper ballots and a cut off time so no secret voters or ballot dumps at 3 in the morning happen? Because in the 2020 election, remember that every single game for votes was for the Democrat Party? Like the fake plumbing leak in Georgia? Or the Michigan Democrat Party kicking out Republican ballot counters from counting votes? That was fair and square. Otherwise they would have counted Republican votes and Trump would win. Or the postal worker that was caught crossing state lines with many thousands of mailed ballots all printed off with no postal stamp date and were not folded. They were just all printed and copied like from a Xerox printer. No other election question they voted for. Just Brandon. I will do whatever it takes to make sure Brandon gets elected again. It is too extreme that Trump will not let me show my junk to the children. I need to read books like Debbie Does Dallas to the five-year-olds. We also need to free Palestine so we can read these books to the poor Islamic people that are not allowed to be gay or trans. Gay people over there get killed. That is why Brandon needs to support them. Hey everyone. Please do not fall for what these globalists are trying to do to kill off America. They want a one-world government. That is why they are bringing in millions of illegals into the United States at any cost. We need to reject this and bring back the America we know and love. Do not let them shut down America and force URO get a microchip to get your monthly food stipend and universal basic income. Check out the Proof Negative radio show. He is on weeknights 9pm to midnight Eastern Time. That is 6 to 9pm Pacific Time. Go to freedomizerradio.com and click on listenlive.proof has on great guests, excellent co-hosts, and all the news you need to be informed about. Check out the other shows on freedomizerradio.com also. Just look for the schedule. Gag. I would never listen to Proof Negative. He does not believe in the right that we have a right to sleep on the sidewalk on crap on the street. That is too extreme. It should be illegal to share any news that the real news stations on TV do not give us. All right, so that was this week's episode. Are you still with me, Adrian? 
Yes, I got you. I am checking on our guest time. All right. Well, we could play another, we could play last week's episode because you didn't see it. Yeah, if you want to go ahead and do that, it'll be about eight, ten minutes, right? All right. Sounds good. When you're ready, let me know. I'm ready. All right. So uh, this one here, G-Lobalist and the wiretap go to the border. So we'll count this one down. Three, two, one, action. I told you he was down here, geolobalist. That green dude thinks he is the ish. Let's go get this something darker and bring him to our lair. We need to get this yachts off the street so we can go back to preparing to take over the world as the new world order. We need more of these illegals to come up here so we can have our one party state. It was the funniest thing in New York City where some illegal dolts beat up some police. The police deserted him. So we arrested the policeman trying to arrest and desert him. It is things like that what the police are doing that gives us a bad reputation. These police think they run this town. Those illegals were let out of jail immediately. It was the funniest thing that that illegal showed the police the middle fingers when he was let out of jail. With no charges. I have been at this border for almost a week now. This has been 80 times worse than what I expected. This border is worse than a third world country. You even see children getting diddled in front of everyone in broad daylight. The border patrol tells us if we try to stop the kids getting diddled, that we are the ones that get arrested. This is unacceptable and we need to get this mess all stopped. Even people who are black are getting tired of losing their community centers and schools so that illegals can have places to live. There's that man dude. Hey, the yachts. You are coming with us. You are breaking several laws in relation to climate change. Now you must come back to our lair to atone for your ruining Mother Earth, as well as going against our crime syndicate. Do what? For starters, sir, we noticed you are only planting organic non-GMO seeds in your garden. Mainstream media that G. Lobalist pays for announced that organics farming is now finna be banned. It is better for the environment if you use GMO seeds. How in the world is that? Look, you are pissing us off because you are not taking our pesticides or April produce and have not had any of our gene therapies. You dolts and fast Egypts are not getting sick and dying fast enough. Because you will live longer, you will be using too many of our resources. We need to reclaim our foodstuffs and water. You need to give us your land and stop growing your own producers. This border is a humanitarian crisis. This might be the worst place on earth for humanity. 
You are providing misinformation, sir. This border is much safer now than whenever Trump was president. The border crisis is all Trump's fault, sir. We have paid billions of dollars to get these migrants to the border. The drug cartel and us globalists paid the Democrat Party to keep their yaps shut and let us bring these people in. And when a false flag happens where a migrant kills a ton of people, we can blame Trump and his supporters. Now we will have an excuse to place them all in a FEMA camp. That does not exist. We're shutting down your broccoli green dude. That's just too bad that you want my property. It is not for sale. I never said we were going to buy your property. We're just finna takes it away. Just like my best friend Klaus Schwab says you will eat Z-Bugs. You will own nothing, and you will like it. We need to get Earth's population down to 500 million, sir. You are super full of screen, dude. And also we are going to emulate what Colorado State wants to do. You will be paying a tax on every single pet you own. You must have a certified caregiver that is not yourself. That fish tank you have. You will pay per fish per hamster per cat, dog, bird, reptile, and any other animals you use. Your fish has 11 babies. Well, your taxes just went up 11 times. Plus you have went over the threshold of our minerals you can use, so you will pay even more. We must cleanse the earth of every single living creature in the earth for Satan to take over this great planet. This means only the 1% will be allowed to live. Then eventually it will be only the 1% of the 1%. This means every tree, plant, human, animal, reptile, mineral, droplet of water, and every single thing that uses carbon must be euthanized. When John Kerry and others say we need a zero carbon earth, that means we need to remove 100% of all carbons from our society. We do not need you breathing our air. That is why we spread chemtrails all over the skies so we can block out the sun and cause your immune system to not be up to top speed. Plus it gets into your vegetables you are growing. By the way, Mr. Broccoli, why are you not wearing a bloody scam on that face? We need to make sure you do not get COVID. It is for your safety. I hate seeing your disgusting face. Everyone saw Dr. Froudy in court that even admitted that scams do nothing for your health. That is false information, sir. Wearing a bloody scam helps everyone live in fear. When they see a scam, and thinks to themselves maybe I need the new COVID shot. Besides, it helps us figure out who is compliant with our demands and who we need to place in a FEMA camp. Even though FEMA camps do not exist. Okay, Mr. Broccoli. Your days of covering the border are now officially over. You need to be captured and be placed in my lab this instance. We will teach you a lesson and we can get more of these migrants into the United States. That's right, green dude. We need to bring a billion people into the United States so we can stop climate change. How does overloading the United States with illegals and committing crimes stop climate change? That is easy, Mr. Broccoli. It means we can purchase more land in other countries. 
Pfizer, Modern and Bill Gates need to purchase more farmlands so we can control the food and resources of the earth. We also need to stop these migrants from taking buses all these sanctuary cities. It is waking people up to our crime syndicate. But on the bright side, we are allowing anyone entering the United States to vote. Once they cross the border, they are now signing up as a Democrat voter. If they do not vote, then we can vote on their behalf. We are also going to expand our live nickel suicide pods for sale in Canada. We need the 99% to voluntarily give up their life for the good of the Earth, which in fact is for the good of us 1% peoples. By the way, Green Dude, we are very livid about the idea of Tom McDonald and Ben Shapiro having a number one hit song at our expense. You will need to come back with us so we can teach you about less owning your carbon footprint on this earth. Hey everyone. Please keep sharing the information against these globalist chills. Their main goal right now is to reduce you from the population. They think of us 99% people as bugs that need to be killed. Do not let them do this to us. I disagree sir. We need to have the 99% listen to us so we can reduce them from this earth. They just need to vote for Braydon or Michael Robinson or Obama as their final act as a living piece of carbon. I agree. Michael Robinson Obama is a very nice lady. Anyway, as I was saying you need to educate yourself. Please check out the Proof Negative radio show. Proof has on great guests, excellent co-hosts, and all the news you need to know about. Do not let these globalists take away everything you own and then try to kill you. Go to freedomizerradio.com and click on Listen Live. Proof is on 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time. That is 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. There are lots of other shows on freedomizerradio.com too. Just look for the schedule and check out some other shows on freedomizerradio.com. Okay, green dude. You need to remove said dungarees, blouse and underoos. I need to check your kumquats and your ice cream cones for any pets. I want candy. I want candy. Let me get that Tootsie Roll. To the left, to the left, to the left, to the left. To the right, to the right, to the right, to the right. Right, so that was last week's episode. So, uh, any thoughts on that, Adrian? Before we move forward, the part where he said that they're moving more immigrants in to solve climate change was yes. pretty funny. That's what they're saying. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't have to. It's climate change. <laughs> I don't want anybody thinking I believe that. I'm just saying that that's what they're telling us. Yeah, some people right, might so, actually believe that. Yes. You want to bring our guest in? Yes. Our guest is TJ Roberts. And T.J. Roberts 
is a native of Boone County, Kentucky, and has been blessed to fight for our rights and freedoms for many years. In 2020, he sued Kentucky Governor Andy Brashear after Brashear banned worship, protests, and other activities protected by the Constitution during the COVID-19 lockdowns, and he won, setting a precedent for similar cases across America. TJ is running for Kentucky State House District 66 and is an ardent defender of the cause of liberty inspired in large part by the movement started for, by Ron Paul. In Kentucky, he has fought for school choice constitutional carry to fend the guard, the abolition of vaccine mandates, efforts to stop lockdowns, banning taxpayer-funded lobbying, and the end of abortion, and has campaigned for champions of liberty, including Rand Paul and Thomas Massey. And he should be with us right now. Thank you all for having me on. Thank you for joining us. Adrian, go ahead. I know this is your, your guest here, so have at it. Yeah, so proof, this is TJ. TJ, this is Proof Negative, and this is Freedomizer Radio, and we're happy to have you here. Proof, I really appreciate it. Adrian, thank you so much for the invite. It really does mean a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I would love for you to talk to our audience and to Proof about the lawsuits that you did in Kentucky and how that went, what made you want to do that, and how you won. Yeah, absolutely. So I have, as as mentioned, I was brought up in the Ron Paul and Tea Party movements from a rather young age, but more important to that was my faith. I have given my life to Christ from a young age, and that was one of the cornerstones of my life. And 2020 comes around, we see schools, small businesses, your everyday life being shut down. In several states, we there were First Amendment exceptions. I think that those states were, it, were impermissibly locking down our other forms of life, but at least there you did have some First Amendment matters. If you were protesting the lockdowns, generally speaking, you weren't going to get in trouble. If you were still going to church or what, following whatever religion you follow, you're generally not going to get in any trouble. That was different in Kentucky. In Kentucky, there was an explicit statement from the governor of Kentucky that First Amendment activities are banned too. And he even made clear that if you are caught at church, and he did this in a press conference on Good Friday in 2020, by the way, if you are caught at church on Easter Sunday, you are going to leave church with a prosecution notice on the windshield of your vehicle indicating that you must either stay in your home for two weeks and what essentially amounted to a house arrest or risk up to a year in prison. Um, I've not exactly been the type to follow unjust rules, and I uh, disregarded that rule. I went to church anyway as I A year in do. prison, you said? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was I was looking at a year year of incarceration. Um, I went to church anyway. Um, I did get the prosecution notice, and I retained an attorney uh, by the name of Chris Wiest, who is a constitutional litigation expert who has now been taking remarkable. 
steps in the right direction of, of making sure that the First Amendment is actually respected in this country. And actually, for those who are in the medical freedom industry, he's been one of the individuals leading the fight on actually getting transparency. There was just a major decision that came out of the Northern District of Texas Lubbock Division. Uh, it was a it was a medical freedom group and looking for accountability in our in our vaccine industry that did an open records request to the CDC demanding records on vaccine injuries as pertaining to the COVID-19 vaccine. He was the attorney on that case. He's also the attorneys for cases like Doster versus Kendall, which were the cases against the branches of the military that were denying religious exemptions to the COVID-19 vaccine mandate. Um, he, so he was my attorney for this. We filed a federal lawsuit. We actually lost at the district court. And the entire time, it was in the back of my mind of like, I might actually go to jail for this. Um, that district court decision saying that the governor had the right to ban church, that was a real wake-up call of like, this isn't just a possibility now. This is almost certainly going to happen. We appealed this to the Sixth Circuit, which is just one step short of going to the United States Supreme Court. And in a unanimous decision, we won. Uh, this was this case is known as Roberts versus Meese in E-A-C-E. Uh, this was the first case in American history in federal court that struck down an in-person epidemic control measure imposed by a government on religious liberty grounds. This is the first time this is the first case of its type. So every single federal case that came after that striking down pandemic measures was largely based off of the justifications that we get from this decision. That that was I mean it, it was remarkable just the small role I played into it, but that wasn't really the end of it. We also we uh, like I really stepped up my involvement at that point and I actually organized a protest against Andy Bashir, who's the governor of Kentucky who tried to put me in jail for going to church. Um I actually received another notice that that was illegal, and apparently I'm not legally allowed to protest him. The end result of that was another federal lawsuit that, funny enough, we also lost at the district court level. And then on appeal, again, we wind up with a unanimous decision saying we won. We, we clearly had the right to protest the lockdowns, and it just – kept escalating from there where it became abundantly clear that we're not just in a fight over moderate inconveniences. I, I generally don't like government action. I think that the sole role of government is the protection of life, liberty, and property, and anything beyond that realm steps into the bounds of tyranny. It steps into the bounds of a usurpation that goes beyond what the people consented to in the uh, in our constitutional republic and it's become clear this isn't about inconveniences this is about an existential threat to our way of life in the united states and that's largely what inspired me to up my involvement beyond what i was already involved with and really focused on rather than being an attorney that makes a lot of money, I focus more on being an attorney that actually fights for the constitutional rights of people. And I've had no regrets ever since. And 
the end of the day, I've decided to pick it up a notch as well, and I decided to file to run for state representative in House District 66 in Kentucky. And it's been a great campaign so far, largely focusing on just returning to our constitutional principles. You still there? So, yes, I'm here. Yeah. So, thank you. And those, and how many lawsuits did you go through during this process in total? Mm, Okay. So, that's actually a hard question. So, in terms of just cases in which I am the plaintiff, there was Roberts versus Meese. That was the church ban and the travel ban lawsuit. There was Ramsick versus Bashir. That was the protest ban. There was Nemus versus Benzinger, which was about the closing of polling places because of COVID. Apparently, uh, COVID knows the, the, knows to spread in places where there's a bunch of precincts open to go vote. Um, in all reality, it was just a goal to suppress voter turnout for people who were furious about the lockdowns. And you could tell based on where the polls that were open on the original plan were. They were trying to just suppress voter turnout for people who were angry at the lockdowns. Um, I was also a plaintiff for about two days on a state-level lawsuit, uh, Florence Speedway versus Bashir. I was actually released from that one because that one was so airtight that the governor actually amended his uh, mask recall. I, I sued over the mask mandates because I actually am asthmatic, and there was uh, – well, they, I, let, me, uh, there was an, let me jump in here. We we call them scams. And yeah, uh, I mean they are. Yeah, I mean there there was a scam mandate. That's and, that's uh, one way and to I, put it. I did for a, a, a while uh, run the largest anti-scam organization in the United States. And when spy books shut us down for quote unquote misinformation, we were on the front page of the USA Today. I, I started Bareface as legal. Okay, good. Just, good, good. just That's so you excellent. know who you're talking to. Okay, good, good, good. Then yeah, you then you're gonna like this one. Yeah, so they put in this mandate. Um, I'm asthmatic. I can hardly breathe with in general, let alone when something's covering my face. Uh, we sued under ADA violations, and the governor was so scared of having to pay my attorney's uh, fees on that one that he amended his order immediately in order to get my part of the case removed, and that was a success on my end. Um, now, as for cases in which I have been a been been employed to help people out on, there's dozens. I can, like, for one, we have a case, uh, this is actually about to get filed with the Supreme Court of the United States, where despite the governor being hit for his blatant violations of religious liberty in November 2020, he expanded his, his, his orders to prohibit religious education in Kentucky. We sued him over that one in his individual capacity. So that's actual money damages where we're going for his pocketbook directly. Um, he also banned dine-in restaurant services, and there was a coffee shop in Lexington that refused to, show, to shut down. Uh, we ultimately – have been helping this individual get his licenses back because he lost his food. He lost his liquor licenses. I mean, they pretty much shut down this gentleman's ability to run a business. And we've been 
fighting to get those get it back. Uh, then we get into the vaccine mandate cases as well. Um, I mean, there's too many to count on that, and we're still filing lawsuits over this stuff. I mean, yeah, we, we call just, them gene like, therapies. The law- gene therapy, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, we have gene therapy mandates. I mean, of course, because we're at a point now where you don't even have a right to privacy in your own genetic makeup composition, which is uh, an unfortunate situation. Um, we, I, so I mean, we're filing stuff to this day on those matters. We've had incredibly good success rates on these. I mean, we got a nationwide injunction against the United States Air Force for their, for their blanket denials of religious exemptions to these mandates. We've won that one. Um, it's been vacated as moot, but we're still litigating various aspects of those cases. Uh, my, my boss at the law firm I work at was just in New York a couple months ago fighting for an Amish community who refuses to comply with these mandates. And as a result, the fascist witch that controls the New York Attorney General's office, mm-hmm. uh, Letitia James, is actively trying to steal these Amish communities' farms. And it is literally this I mean, it is unbelievable what's happening in New York there. And there's now federal like now we're we have a federal lawsuit going on those grounds. Um, it, it, we, in terms of just pure COVID litigation, it, there's too many cases to count where I either served as a law clerk while I was in law school or I'm an attorney on right now. There's too many to count. Uh, one big one, I'm actually one of the attorneys for Congressman Thomas Massey, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, and Congressman Ralph Norman in their lawsuit against Nancy Pelosi over the congressional scam mandates. Uh, we are currently litigating that one in the Supreme Court of the United States, and we expect a decision from them any day on whether or not they're going to take that case. Uh, that case is called Massey v. Pelosi. Okay. Well, that sounds awesome. And uh, I'm free to have any if anyone if there's any other questions, I'm more than willing to answer those as well. So let me yeah. just clarify so, here. Uh, can I just verify one more time? Uh, what are you running for in Kentucky? Yeah, so I'm running for state representative. So you have Congress at the federal level. I'm, I'm running to be a state lawmaker. We have okay. – so I'm running in House District 66, which controls part of Boone County, which is the northern tip of Kentucky. We're right next to Cincinnati, Ohio. Um Great district. I'm a lifelong resident, and it is a it's a remarkable opportunity on this end because this race, truly, you cannot find a bigger contrast between me and my opponent than where we stand on these issues. But everybody seems to like that uh, that governor you have there, the Democrat. I don't know what it is that that he brings to the table, but people seem to be locked up with him. So, it's not, I don't know if it's so much that people like him more so than just they like his family name. Over the past fifty years, someone with the last name of Bashir has been on the ballot six times. So pretty much every adult who is alive now has had 
either Andy Bashir or Steve Bashir on their ballot in Kentucky. It's, it's, it's just a dynasty aspect of it. And also one fun piece of history in Kentucky, Republicans only just overtook the Democrats in terms of voter registration in 2022. We're a recent Republican majority in terms of voter registration. That's a brand new development. Um, I anticipate Kentucky is only going to get even more red, especially as the as the Republican Party moves in a more pro-liberty direction. I would hope so. Adrian, go ahead. I know this is your guest, so I'm trying to let you have more discussion here. Yeah. So I have a question, TJ. Did you um, just did you always want to run for office or did this prompt your wanting to run for office? So I never, so I did not even want to run for office on the day that I filed to run for office. Um, my, so what prompted me to run was actually that the incumbent Steve Rawlings, who is an incredible guy and an, and a great legislator made the decision to run for state Senate and they did not uh, the folks in Boone County did not really have anyone else who wanted to run at all and I was approached by several other legislators several community leaders about running for the seat and just unfortunately we couldn't find anyone what we did have though was one person who had already filed to run and this person used to hold this seat uh he claims to be a republican however he donated to Hillary Clinton for president. He has voted and he has donated to Rand Paul's opponents. He is at bottom the most liberal Republican in my lifetime in Kentucky. He was opposed to constitutional carry until groups like the National Association for Gun Rights came in to actively promote the bill. Um, he actively opposed me measures to stop the lockdowns before they even happened. He actively goes on the attack against anti-lockdown activists. Uh, he, he was put on a special committee to review whether or not Andy Bashir should be impeached over his efforts to put me in jail for going to church. And he was one of the Republicans who voted against impeaching Governor Bashir, which is why we still have him as the governor. He was adamantly opposed to putting parents in charge of their children rather than rather than the government i he is when i said that there is a contrast here it was incredible i'm not running for office because i want to hold office i'm running for office because i want to keep the establishment out of power yeah that makes sense we were discussing earlier on the show before you joined us about accountability. Uh, is it possible um, with public effort and public pressure? Like achieving uh, accountability the, through public effort? And are we talking about holding politicians accountable? Or are we come like who, who are we holding accountable? Because I could absolutely go into detail on that, but I love to know, like I want to know who we're holding accountable first on that end. Yeah, proof. Remember earlier on when we were having that conversation about government uh, accountability? Yeah. 
and whether or not we agree that it could be achieved through public effort. Mm. Well, okay, so here's, here's where we went on that though, because I I was in uh, our and TJ, you can you can discuss here. Uh, the question that, that was brought up was, what happens if you raise taxes on the on the quote unquote rich, like Bernie Sanders says? What happens? I mean, what happens is simply the expenses on everyday consumers, on poor people, go up. I mean, the reality is with tax policy, you increase taxes, and where does that tax revenue actually go? It doesn't go toward actually helping people. It goes toward special interests. Um, I mean, the reality is you increase taxes on the rich. Well, the rich just raise the prices on the industries they control, and as a result – the consumers who are overwhelmingly poorer than the than the businesses wind up paying those taxes for them. So yeah, I'm, absolutely. I just don't see where where the uh, the rich would say, okay, I'll pay my fair share, uh, because the way I see it is that if the if the, if quote unquote Larry Fink from BlackRock. He's told you have to pay 10% of your income this year. Well, guess what? He's going to raise his prices 15% so that in case there's any other incidentals that he gets covered, and he might accidentally make more money in the process. Right, absolutely. And, I mean, taxes and regulations are often a way that big corporations keep small businesses from rising up and actually providing adequate competition. I mean, if we're talking about holding government accountable for what they have done to the public, there's so many ways to do that. Now, I'm going to be level. I don't think the federal government is a good avenue to do it. I don't think that there's really much hope on that. If you want to use the federal government for accountability measures, you're probably best bet is going to be by way of federal lawsuits. Um, but in terms of state level, I mean, my goodness, my own district is proof that you can hold government agents accountable. My state, my, my state representative, Steve Rawlings, took out my opponent in 2022. My, and my opponent held that seat for four years and had held some form, some form of elected office consecutively ever since I was born. He was a lifelong Boone County establishment type. And he was taken out by such a wide margin in 2022 that he could have had, he could have doubled his vote count and he still would have lost re-election. So, so there are ways, but it's just a matter of, of making sure that we're targeting it at areas that are feasible right now. And all politics is local. It's all state level. That's where we really have control. And the reality is you, you build up at the local and the state levels, you build a bench where we could actually get up to the federal level, and we actually are at that point capable of bringing accountability to those people who, have, who are part of, the power, uh, the power, bleh, part of the power elite. So th- there are ways to do it. It's just matters of, of what we need to do and when we need to do it. So does that answer your question, Adrian, or did I get it wrong? Yeah, it it answers my question. Your campaign, is there a link that people could go to to donate? 
Absolutely. So my campaign website is votetjr.com. And if, so, if anyone listening is kind enough to donate, the link is votetjr.com slash donate. And just for general, like, legal stuff, my licenses, I am an attorney in Ohio. I have practice pending admission status in Kentucky, and I'm licensed in the Eastern District of Kentucky and the Southern District of Ohio. Those are federal courts along with the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals. Um, I mean, you guys are more than welcome to contact me for legal matters in those areas. Um, those are just the places where I have a license to practice. If you guys have questions about that, you guys are more than welcome to contact me on my personal cell phone number. It's 859-446-0185. Um, if you guys have questions about running for office, actually getting involved in issue-based advocacy. I mean, those are, I'm more than happy to be a resource to the greatest extent possible. All right. Thank you so much for that. And thank you for joining us. Um, I do have another question. Since you're running in your, um, what are your top three priorities? Your like your main goals if you get elected for your state and your district. Yeah. So one thing that's crazy, Adrian, about Kentucky, and it, this is about actually several states, but it's particularly pernicious in Kentucky, is that we have a 100 member state house. 80 of those members are Republicans, but all of the power is ultimately held by the five members of leadership, uh, the Speaker of the House, Majority Whip, Speaker Pro Tem, Caucus Chair, and Floor Leaders. Pretty much no one else in the House really has much say in terms of what happens in Frankfurt. So 95% of Kentucky residents ultimately don't have a voice that's adequately represented. This is a boring issue, if we're being completely honest here, but I think it's so important that we decentralize power in Frankfurt and make sure that that we have a membership-based legislature rather than a leadership-based legislature. Um, every single issue, it comes down to – and at the end of the day, we have a corrupt structure. I mean we could really put this down as anti-corruption of making sure that we have an honest and transparent government apparatus. So that's that's a big one. I mean, the second issue is really just the preservation of our constitutional liberties. I my take on it is is that every elected official takes an oath to the United States Constitution, and in my case, I will also be taking an oath to the Kentucky Constitution. I believe several representatives perjure themselves when they take that oath. I don't intend to be one of those. Um, Particularly one of those matters that I think is particularly concerning is we are presently forced to pay for the lobbying efforts of organizations with which we may not agree with. Um, the practice of, of taxpayer-funded lobbying goes largely unregulated in multiple states. In Kentucky, it's entirely unregulated. In fact, taxpayer-funded lobbying organizations like public universities in Kentucky – they do not even have to register as lobbyists. There are legislative fights right now to ban the practice in Kentucky, and I look forward to joining the fight to push that over the edge. 
And finally, it really is just a matter for me of bringing us back to a society that focuses on faith and family rather than the government. I think that at the end of the day, parents should be in charge of their children. They should be in charge of their child's upbringing. I don't think there should be any bureaucracy that hinders family development. I don't believe that the government education system should be the default. I don't believe that people should be forced to decide their child's destiny based on their zip code that they live in. Um, so really, if I had to put it into three phrases, just anti-corruption, constitutional absolutism, and faith and family, uh, those would be my three big priorities. And then for the medical freedom, is that something that you just got involved in in 2020, or did you have interest and knowledge about the medical freedom movement prior to 2020? I, I had I had some some knowledge on it, not much because there wasn't much going on in Kentucky too, too terribly bad. I will say this much: like I had a pretty nice foray into it pre-COVID. And if you hear all of these things that happen, you would think that this was during or post-COVID. It's it's not so. Um, in 2019. The Northern Kentucky Health Department practically shut down a school because it, it was a religious school that had objections to not the COVID jab, but to the chickenpox vaccine. They had religious objections to it because the chickenpox vaccine was made through a cell line that is the product of abortion. The, it was a deeply religious Catholic school that refuses to, to accept the products of abortion, and as a result, Almost 90% of the student body was not vaccinated for chickenpox. Um, there were suspected cases of chickenpox. It was fewer than 20. And in response to that, the school gives this extracurricular activity ban, uh, not for infected students, but for students who aren't vaccinated. The end result is a parent goes to the health department to protest this. And in retaliation for that, the health department just shuts down the school effectively by banning unvaccinated students from attending that school. Those students could have enrolled in a government school, and they would have been just fine, but they just couldn't attend that school. So we've sued those guys. Um, that case has been going on for five years now. So I've had a decent amount of exposure to it even before COVID, and I think that's that may have been part of what formed my views on the lockdowns was like, I've seen this one before it's government overreacting to what's not a severe illness. And I, I will say I'm truly, truly honored to have been a part of that fight, especially now as we're seeing this case really come to its maturity to where hopefully hopefully my uh, the law for my workforce is going to be able to get some justice for for these guys cuz and it's obscene and, and and this is right in my backyard Adrian like this is in the county that I live in proof what do you think about this well as far as the the schools and stuff uh Dr. Fraudy just came out recently and, and said that the, the six-foot rule, <laughs> the scams, the everything in relation to COVID was, was 
not etched in, in, in the real science. A lot of it they just piece together. So, yeah, they, they should be sued. They ruin people's lives over, over just making themselves look good like they're doing something, even though they weren't. Yeah, absolutely. I, and that was the thing. Is like, I, I mean, I think I think back to H. L. Mencken, who once said that the urge to I, th- that the urge to save humanity is almost always a false face to rule it. And, and that's exactly what happened there. Dr. Fauci is not a medical professional. He is a politician first and foremost. And that's not what I believe about him. That's what his own staff members have said about him whenever they finally decided that they've had enough working under under his thumb. I, I mean, he is one of the biggest liars in American history. And I mean, what we've seen with medical tyranny, I mean, this is going to go down in history as one of the greatest frauds perpetrated upon the people of the United States. And I hope to God we can find a way to get justice for those people. I mean, firing Fauci is the moderate position. The man belongs in prison for the rest of his life. Yeah, but whenever you think that you've got a globalist in the crosshairs, then, then they bring up something else and then you forget about it. Correct. I mean, the more I learned about our current medical industry and how a lot of our science, especially our psychology, came from Nazis, not just during the war, but mm-hmm. afterwards as well. Um, it's uh, really alarming, and our entire medical industry, especially the mental health industry, is just dictated by these people. Yeah, absolutely. But no, I mean, reality is, guys, we're not going to have accountability until we build up that bench where we can force it at the federal level. There's a federal statute that says that the manufacturers of vaccines are immune from any liability for what they for for what they for what they spread among the people. I mean, that statute has to go. But understand that while we have some champions in Congress, each member, they're only one 435th of one half of one third. So did you see over the weekend where where they they tried to pass a bill saying that the government was immune to lawsuits against them? It failed, but they they tried, and the, the Supreme Court said no. I did not see this. Which which statute are you referencing? I don't have a statute here. It's just that the Department of Justice tried to argue that uh, you're not able to sue a government agency uh, for any reason, and uh, and that got struck down. I saw it on the Gateway Pundit yesterday. I'm trying to see if I still have it. Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll say uh, as someone that has sued the government successfully multiple times, uh, the DOJ is trying to argue that you can't sue the government ever. Um, That's absurd. There's several exceptions to sovereign immunity, several. Um, And I can can say this much. I I cannot envision a time where the Supreme Court would ever accept that argument that there's never an exception to that general rule. So, yeah, it was, it, no, it was I mean, unanimous, 
Yeah, I sounds about right. Um, I, yeah, I'll say like, but yeah, in terms of vaccine manufacturers, there is a statute on the books that says you cannot sue them over vaccine injuries. Uh, I mean, the reality is we have a lot of work to do if we want that taken out. That is going to require the taking over of of more than like. I, when I think about it, like the ones who I know for a fact have said that they want that law taken off the books. I know for a fact that Thomas Massey, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, Matt Gates, and Chip Roy have said that on the House side. I know that Mike Lee and Rand Paul have said, uh, said on the Senate side that they want it repealed. The reality is, so let's do U.S. House. That is one 435th of one half of one third of the federal government. Boy, do we have our cut our work cut out for us whenever I can only name six people. Um, so, so that's one of those things that we have to consider. We have our work cut out for us. So if you are, I mean, seriously, consider running for state representative. Uh, the reality is every incumbent is vulnerable if the challenger is willing to work hard enough and further, no one is entitled to their position of power. It, it is the politician's job to earn the support of those that they will be governing, and I hope I am doing a, an adequate job in earning the support of the people of House District 66 in Kentucky. Well, you're a great speaker, and thank you so much for joining us, and you're going to do a great job. I'm super excited for you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Proof, do you have any more questions? No, I'm I'm done for now. We'll have TJ back. Yeah, we would definitely love to have you back, TJ, and maybe we could start talking about medical laws and get specific with different types of issues in industries where law services could come in handy. Yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to. Just let me know. Okay. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Have a good night. All right. Uh, so, Adrian, you have anything else before we get out of here? I don't have anything else. Okay. Well, we'll, uh, so we'll leave it early to right now. Have a good birthday. I don't know what else you have Thank time you. to celebrate, but have at it. Thank you. I'm uh, just going to eat some snacks and work on some lists. Okay. All right. Well, sounds good. We'll wrap it up here. So thank you for being here. Everyone else, we'll be back again tomorrow. Please support the other shows on the network. It's not just the proof negative show here, but until tomorrow, hold on to the handrail. Keep hope alive. Remember, only you can prevent forest fires. I am proof negative, and I am oof. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.